episode 36 of the Project Me podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them. And how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Hello, I've got quite a story to share with you today. And unlike last time where I traveled 30 years back in time, this story is very hot off the press. It begins only a couple of months ago and it takes us up to yesterday. And it includes a recorded excerpt of my recent session with Shar Tamison, an intuitive guide who helped me when my own intuition was feeling blocked. I am just going to head straight into it. Here we go. Episode 36. It was late 2021 and I was eating a casual dinner at home with my husband, Luca, when from what felt like out of the blue, he asked me when I was going to write my next book. I gave him the same stock response I've been giving everyone who asked me that question. My next book? That's like asking a woman who's just given birth when she's going to have her next baby. He pointed out that my book baby was coming up to four years old. (laughs) There had only been a three-year gap between my actual children. Maybe he had a point. I'd think about it. Later that week, my friend Leonore arrived in Madrid to help me strategize for my business. Her company, Global Leap, normally helps larger businesses, but she was willing to take me on as a client, and I was super excited to get started. My company, Project Me Global Limited, was still pretty much a one-woman show, except for admin and tech support from my amazing virtual assistant, Junie, and my podcast editor, Marco. It was time for me to hire a small team to support me and grow my Project We membership, take many repeating tasks off my plate, and free me up to expand more into the soulful inner world side of the business. I love doing soul plan readings and intuitive tarot sessions and running my high vibe journey programs, but trying to do all of that on top of everything else was not going to work long term. And it was time to reach an even bigger audience with the Project Me framework and tools that I've developed over the past eight years. As Leonora created structured documents and mapped out my vision, I lightly mentioned what Luca had said about writing my second book. I wasn't really feeling it. Still a lot of scar tissue remaining around my first book. But Leonora typed it into the business strategy document as something for the future. I asked her about her own book, a powerful memoir about coming out of the other side of a really nasty divorce. Seriously, you could not make up what she was subjected to in court and all else that went down. She is a shining example of how not to fall victim to your circumstances and to rise strong like a phoenix from the ashes. 
She had been working on this book a couple of years earlier, but hadn't mentioned it again. So when I asked her about her book, she kind of brushed it off. The past was the past, and she didn't want to keep going back there. Fair enough. I understood it from her point of view. But it still pained me to think of her story not being told, and the potential to help others overcome adversity in the spectacular way she has. We carried on with the business strategizing and I fell in love with my business again, so pumped up about the vision and pure potential of the Project Me framework reaching so many more women than ever. A few short weeks later, I was inside of the Facebook group of the IWBB, that's the International Women Building Businesses Abroad. They had organized a month of Christmas prize giveaways where the women in business gave away a product or service to another member. To enter, you just had to comment under a prize you wanted to win. Well, guess what someone was giving away? One-on-one -on -one professional book coaching. Leslie Cole is a book doula, and she's all about helping you to decide which book to write and to shape the idea into a first draft. If my husband hadn't just planted the seed and Leonore hadn't typed it into my business plan, I'm not sure I'd have even entered, or possibly I wouldn't have even noticed the Facebook post. I put my name into the virtual hat, and later that evening, when the wheel was spun, my name came up as the winner. I wholeheartedly believe in Synchro Destiny, so I was clearly being called to surrender my resistances to writing this book. The breadcrumb trail was being laid out before me. I just needed to follow it. So Leslie Cole, the book doula, kindly congratulated me on winning her prize, and she sent me her blueprint for writing nonfiction. This is a whole guide and workbook for clarifying the point of your book and why you need to write it and the overall message and who will read it. All of this is to be done before you dive in and start writing it. She said to plan on taking around 15 to 20 hours, usually between two and four weeks, depending on my schedule, to work through the steps in the workbook and to submit my completed work to her by an agreed date. Well, it was nearly Christmas, and I'm remodeling a house project in Ibiza, and I'm hiring my new team for Project We, and running my next program, and planning my Ibiza retreat for April. I knew I didn't have a spare chunk of 15 to 20 hours to properly devote to this until I didn't even know when, May, June, over the summer. I almost felt bad that I'd won a prize I couldn't commit to. She was absolutely fine with that, and we agreed to check in with each other later in the new year. I thought I'd just parked the whole idea until then. Yet the day after I won this prize, I was flying to Ibiza to oversee the house renovations. On the plane in my notebook, I got kind of obsessed with which book I was going to write. I had an idea to write a follow-up book for Project Me for Busy Mothers called When Kids Fly the Nest, Preparing for the Next Chapter of Your Life. I'm so into the importance of living life for yourself and not having your entire world revolve around your kids. I'd seen too many women fall to pieces when their kids grew up and left because they hadn't created a life for themselves. Or the pressures their kids felt to stay at home and not leave their mothers, especially single mothers. Or marriages that had revolved around sharing parental duties and chauffeuring kids around to activities every weekend who suddenly find themselves alone with just each other and not much to talk about. Or I had another idea. I could write a Project Me series using the Project Me Life Wheel framework, but customizing it for dads, kids, teens, uni students, 
kind of like other authors had done, like Gary Chapman in his Five Love Languages series. But I also felt like I had a memoir in me that was kind of pulling me more, less research for sure, less imposter syndrome, trying to be an expert on how kids, teens, men can balance their lives when I only really know how I do it. I'm the expert of me in my life, so it's always easy for me to write about what I know. So on that very short plane hop from Madrid over to Ibiza, I brain dumped all of these potential ideas. And by the time the plane landed on my beloved isle, I'd landed on a book idea that lit me up slightly more than the others. I'd write a memoir. I certainly had enough powerful life experiences to fill a whole book. I arrived to stay at my sister-in-law's apartment in Ibiza, and she said to take her bed since the apartment was empty. There, on her bedside table, was a memoir called Educated by Tara Westover. Again, another breadcrumb? Another sign from the universe? Oh my God, have you ever read Educated? It's the story of Tara's crazy upbringing by Mormon fundamentalist parents in Idaho and being the youngest of seven children and never stepping foot in a school classroom until she was 17. My jaw was on the ground during much of it. The book left me both inspired to share my own story, not as grisly as hers, but I did have an unconventional upbringing, an abusive relationship, and a lot of stories to tell with an inspiring transformation. There was potential, but at the end of Tara's book, it is revealed that her family have disowned her after she wrote the book. The idea of me sharing my stories, but at the same time, dragging other people through the mud left me very uneasy. I parked the whole book idea and decided just to circle back to it later as originally planned. Who knows what book I was going to write? I was back to square one again. So with the help of Leonore, I hired my wonderful team in January and they started work in February. The February theme for my Project We membership was creativity. I ran a workshop to encourage everyone to explore ways to express their creativity. I loved seeing everyone's post in the members community, sharing their creative endeavors. I myself was so busy with work and the house refurb that I wasn't actually pursuing my own creativity. I just didn't have time. But one evening, mid-February, I was putting my phone on airplane mode before bed and I spotted a WhatsApp message from Leonore. She said she'd met a woman who was going to help her to finally write her memoir. Her book was rising back to the surface, and I was so happy for her. I didn't reply as I have a no tech after 10 rule, but that night I dreamt about my own book. And in the morning, I woke up super early with my book swirling around in my head. When Luca woke up and was getting ready for work, I poured my frustrations out on him. Leonore now gets to write her book while I'm feeling more bogged down than ever with this business strategy that she's created for my business that leaves me no time for creativity and writing my own book. I felt penned in, trapped in endless tasks in multiple Trello boards. Trello is the app that I use to manage all of my various tasks and projects and to-dos. There's the Trello board Leonore created with the overall business strategy. I have another board I created for my new team with all of our tasks and projects laid out. The Ibiza house project has its own massive Trello board. There's also my own personal master to-do list, which is also where I brain dump so many creative ideas I have for workshops and content. 
it is a creative parking lot of ideas that never see the light of day. I also have a Trello board where I put everyone who's waiting for a soul plan reading or an intuitive session with me, and I've got another board from my April retreat planning. Hiring this team didn't seem to be making me any less busy so far. I was drowning in multiple to-do lists. Maybe I needed to drop the business strategy and just go with the flow and do what lights me up. That's what's worked for me so far in my business. But what about the time Leonore had put into helping me to create this whole strategy? I had paid her a lot too, not as much as the time she'd put in, so there was guilt over not continuing to follow it through. But still, money I'd invested in my business, only to just throw that away and return to my old ways of going with the flow. Luca had to get out the door for work and didn't have time for more of my brain dump outpouring of thoughts and emotions, all triggered by one text message from my friend who was working on her book. He kissed my furrowed brow and headed out the door. Not more than an hour later, I was slouched at my desk, my head and heart confused over whether I was just playing small by not wanting to fully dedicate myself to expanding and growing my business, or whether it was my intuition nudging me in a different direction. I stopped and breathed, put my hand on my heart to tune in, and then a message popped up on my phone. It was from Shar Tamison, one of the gals I'd become friends with from the IWBB group. She's an intuitive healer and coach, and we talked one day about doing a swap, one of her intuitive sessions for one of my soul plan readings. Well, her intuitive abilities were certainly strong enough for her to reach out to me at that moment. I was like, oh man, Shar, how soon could I have a session with you? My mind is in a jumble. She said, I can do a Zoom today if you can. I was like, you are on. So that is how I found myself just a few hours later, lying on my sofa with earbuds in, listening to Shar's warm, soothing voice. I wasn't quite sure what to expect or whether I'd be able to get out of my rational head but Shar had a way of guiding me into an opening meditation that quickly bypassed my thinking mind and connected me to my higher self. I don't remember much about the first half of the session. All I know is at one point, I burst into tears, sobbing like a baby as I cried out, all I want to do is be creative. My heart ached for the pent-up creativity inside of me, it felt like a small child that wasn't getting enough attention. I was too busy trying to achieve the targets Leonore had helped me to create, and now she was getting to write her book while I was stuck implementing all these strategies. I was feeling bad that I might let her down after all the work she put into helping me and my business, but at the same time feeling so envious that she was starting her book. I started ugly crying so loudly that my cat Mandu got all upset and jumped onto me meowing in concern. It was quite a scene. But then, a release. A big, cathartic release. This wash of peace swept over me. And then, my wise inner voice kicked in. Shar started the recording at this point, and I'm going to play you the rest of this session. And we ask your higher self, for further guidance now. And let me know whatever comes up. Clearing. You have plenty of time. 
And there's no rush. And rather than trying to simultaneously do so much, be selective each month about where my energy goes and my business, where my energy goes in the other areas of my life and huh, realize that the very framework which you created for yourself, which you then shared out to other women, which then became the basis of your book and your website and your membership and how you deeply lived your life for so many years is actually no longer how you are living your life because that's all about balancing your 8P life areas and being mindful of if any one area is taking up more than is needed for the other areas to have energy. It's not about an equal amount of time in each area. It's about where the energy goes mm -hmm. and you are putting so much energy now into the work pedal of your life wheel because you no longer have children at home. They gave you balance between work. They gave you balance because you couldn't work as much as you would have loved to because the children, the family life needed focus. And now without the children, all of that energy is going into work. And a new member of your family, not a new member, but a, a new, a member of your family is arriving in Spain, your mother, and she's arriving next month. You need to be redistributing your energies again. She's going to need your support. She's going to need your help. It's divine timing that your children don't need your help right now. And your mother does. It's the miracle of life. It's the, it's the flow of life. And by not following any kind of rigid work strategy right now, 
you will fulfill the program that you're running next month with joy. You will fulfill the retreat you're running in April with so much joy. And you do not need to be giving anything else in the business any specific focus right now because your mother's arriving next month. And then you won't feel torn. You won't feel like you're not giving her your best energy because you're working or you're not giving your work your best energy because you're with your mother. It's all in perfect divine timing for arrival. Perfect timing. And then you will flow after you have helped her to find her accommodation and her get her settled, you will then flow into your retreat. And after your retreat, it will be May the 1st when your retreat ends. And it will be springtime. And wouldn't that be a lovely time to perhaps birth your new book? work with the book coach that you manifested and create and go into your creative joy. Don't worry right now about redoing your website, redoing your messaging and creating separate list for the people who want inner world and the people who want outer world and segregating everybody and figuring out how to make all of that work. Just don't worry about that right now. That will come to you. And when it comes, it will be downstream and it won't feel upstream the way it's feeling right now. There won't be resistance. Flow with what has already been scheduled, which you feel joyful about all of those things anyway. And don't add anything more in. And that will give you the balance you need in your life to get outside every day in the sunshine. You moved to Madrid because you wanted more sunshine. And then you continue to stay in your box working all day. You know that makes no sense. <sighs> Go to the Retiro. Have a walk with Shar. Yes, please. And when the weather gets nicer, remember you can find yourself a cozy spot in the Retiro and do soul plan sessions there. Don't that be joyful? Mm. There is great freedom in all of that. The freedom you seek is available to you right now. And freedom isn't something in the future. Freedom is now. And if you want people to dance with you, you don't really need any formal instruction for that, Kelly. <laughs> Dancing is in you. You 
can flow and get other people to flow with you without any form of qualifications. And when you write your book, I can't think about your last book experience. This is, you're a different person now than you were then. You were so unsure of yourself back then and you were so scared about the end result and the reactions and the reviews and this time around, just create from your heart without thinking about who's gonna like it or not like it or whether it's good enough. Just write it. Same with your podcast. Just, just create these episodes and don't think about whether they're gonna be as good as the ones previously that people have loved and that there's this expectation, like just let it go. It's your creative outlet. It's, it's the numbers of people who listen to each episode is irrelevant. Think less, think less, flow more. Think less, flow more. And do that Lee Harris intuitive channeling course that you bought. Why, what are you saving that for? You're saving it because you think that there's too many other work things that you need to do first. Leonore understands that you are not going to be doing all of the marvelous things that she's mapped out for you right now. She understands that. So do that course. You bought it because it was calling to you and who knows, maybe when you do that, you'll suddenly get divine inspiration for something that would have never occurred to you without it. Do that course. My feet are just suddenly when I said that mm. tingling and vibrating like a yes, 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 yes. Oh, so nice. <sighs> Allow divine inspiration to flow through you and be the conduit. You do not own your creations. Your creations do not belong to you. You are the vessel, the vehicle for which creation is expressed in the divine. Take your ego out of it. Your ego has nothing to do with any of this. And when you release the hold of the ego, creativity can come pouring through because the ego is what stops you from thinking, is it good enough? Is it, you know, the end? And is it all these questions? So the more you can be parking the ego aside and opening up to divine downloads without thinking about who it's going to be seeing these creations, that is the key.
And now my whole body is feeling light. Mm. And my third eye is bright sunshiny light. And I feel slightly elevated. I invite you just to stay in that feeling. We ask your higher self and guides now if there's anything else that they'd like to share or any takeaway messages. I feel like I would be levitating off the sofa if there wasn't a heavy cat on my lap. <laughs> now the rest of my body feels light and then I've just got exactly where he's lying. It feels heavy. <laughs> wow. I think Dakota was right. <laughs> <laughs> Is he helping you stay grounded or is levitation? Very. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm feeling like he's just like holding me down. <laughs> I want to be floating. I want to be floating. And he's like, no. <laughs> is there a message in that? Yeah, because the whole beginning of the session, my feet were telling me I need to pay much more attention to being grounded. I, I put way so much focus on my crown chakra and wanting to just connect to the divine and I'm up 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 like I just want I just look up all the time like I'm always looking up and thanking the universe and I just give the universe like 100% credit for like my life you know mm -hmm. and I don't I don't acknowledge and give enough gratitude to mother earth I'm very aware of that, but even more so right now. And I gotta change that. So that session with Shar gave me permission to let go of expectations and allow myself more space for creativity and flow, and to see that my next book baby will be birthed at the right time. There's no rush. I saw clearly how I can think of my house refurb project as an expression of my creativity and how important it is for me to live the well-balanced life I stand by and promote. And I realized with such a profound jolt that my mother's upcoming move to Spain is my opportunity to be in the love vibration as I help her to get settled in. Everything just fell into place and suddenly instead of feeling super confused about my book, I just thought it can wait. It, it, it doesn't need to be right now. It released the pressure and I just felt such an amazing sense of relief. And so I reached out to Leonore to share all this. And of course, she wasn't upset at all that I wanted to hit pause in our work together. She was so supportive and understanding. I don't know how I ever thought she wouldn't be. And a couple of weeks later, I gave Shar the intuitive, her soul plan reading, and her chart was off the charts. Incredible. She really was born to be doing this intuitive work. I'll put her details in the show notes for this episode. Straight after her soul plan session with me, we met up for a walk together in the warm Madrid sunshine and went to hug a tree. And here's what happened next. I was creating my new vision board for 22, and I felt called to put symbols of my next book onto my board, even though I wouldn't be starting it anytime soon. 
I typed memoir into Google to see what images came up so I could put something onto my board. And a book came up called The Magic Memoir, Inspiration for the Writing Journey. It had a really cool cover image. And so I thought this is perfect. I printed out the cover image and I put it onto my vision board. And then I felt kind of curious about the book itself. So I ordered it to be delivered. And I also put on my vision board, I've got it right here above my desk right now. I've got, what would you write if you weren't afraid? And I've got another one of a girl kind of dancing. She's got her arms really free in the air. And underneath it, it says, sometimes what you're most afraid of doing is the very thing that will set you free. Because when I was making this vision board, even when I was putting the book thing on, I'm still afraid. Um... I also put a picture of a typewriter and it says, if there's a book in you that you really want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. And that's a book by Toni Morrison. And then I put another little thing that says, I was born to tell stories. So um, yeah, I put all that stuff on my vision board and then I shared my vision board at the vision board workshop that I ran for Project We members. And I showed them that the magic memoir book had just arrived from Amazon. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to actually be able to start writing the book until maybe spring. But just like what happened in 2012, when I put the idea for my first book onto my vision board, the very act of doing it sends out that vibration into the universe. And here's what happened next. The very next day, my soul sister, Leonore, announced that she was flying from Amsterdam to Madrid again for a few days. And the night before she arrived, I had a vivid dream about organizing the pages of my book. And when I woke up, I immediately wrote about it in my dream journal, and the title and concept just flew out of me with no hesitations, and I saw the cover of it too. And I found myself writing, this book is going to be easy. It's nothing like as complicated as Natalie's Netflix series. <laughs> Natalie is my other soul sister who's living in Dublin, and she's writing a whole huge complicated TV series. I'm just blown away by how she can keep track of all the characters and the scenes and the, the plot twists and developments. Writing my book feels like it'll be a damn piece of cake compared to that. That's what I wrote in my, like, following on it from my dream. I was like, you know what? This is going to be so easy. And suddenly I just felt so much lighter about my book. It didn't feel like one of these kind of shoulds anymore. It felt like something that I actually felt quite excited about. So that very same day, I had the dream, you know, that night, wrote about it in the morning. And that very same day, Leonore arrived at 5 p.m. And we sat and caught up. And I told her she was more than welcome to work at my apartment that week. I told her I've got tons of work to do, but I could take a lunch break with her every day. And she said, it would be really great to work here in your space. I really want to use my time in Madrid to work on my book. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and I found myself unexpectedly saying, me too. Screw the waiting until later this year when I have more time. It was like because I had the dream and then she came over to work on her book. Like how amazingly in sync are we? Like true, true soul sisters who are here to empower one another just when we both needed it. So we both agree that we would tap into source connection and we would feel guided as we work on our books together. We knew it was, we were going to start the next day. We just wanted to be conduits for the words to flow through us. She recommended a meditation in the Insight Timer app that she loves by Tom Evans called Ethereal Whispers. And so I bookmarked it to do the next morning. She went, she left him. So the next part of the story is going to sound a bit stark, raving, mad, crazy, if you don't know me by now. And I'm even still shaking my head in disbelief. But here's what happened. 
I woke up and I pressed play on that Tom Evans meditation, Ethereal Whispers. Tom got me to reconnect to my guides, and I felt the presence of the guides I've spoken about in previous episodes. Ita, the Indian elder, Angela, who reminds me to play and keep it light, and I got a wash of purple under my eyelids and swirling inside of my head, which happens sometimes when I'm deep in a meditation or during a guided journey or during a kundalini gong bath. I get this. It's like a purplish, purplish kind of wash of color inside of me. It's amazing. I often think of this as purple prince energy. I actually discovered last year that Prince and I share the same soul plan energies. One day, I'm going to share more about the influence Prince had on me as a teenager in Minneapolis. I was even an extra in Purple Rain, and I sang on stage at Prince's nightclub, First Avenue, when I was 19. So I had this fleeting kind of flash during this meditation. Is Prince one of my guides? I was feeling his purple energies alongside my other guides. I finished the meditation, and I grabbed my journal, and I wrote, Ask. All I ever need to do is ask. Ask my guides for answers, insights, and guidance. Ask about anything I ever need to know. And I just kept journaling to see what questions I wanted to ask. And then my phone next to me flashed and it kind of distracted me, so I picked it up. And there was a YouTube notification that was flashing. And as I've mentioned before, I don't have YouTube notifications switched on, yet every so often one kind of sneaks through, it flashes up and I take it as a sign and I click it to see where it takes me. You might recall if you listened to a previous podcast, I had EFT tapper Brad Yates was a guest on my show. How that happened was I had just thought about who could I invite as my first podcast guest and just after I thought it, a YouTube notification flashed up on my phone and it was a YouTube video from Brad Yates offering to be a podcast guest. So I mean, <laughs> okay, so guess what this new YouTube notification said just after my meditation? Code purple. I got chills. Was this going to lead to a video about why I see purple? Is it some kind of a code? I immediately clicked it like I was nervous. I just like <gasps> clicked it to see what code purple meant. And it took me to an unreleased video by Prince, uploaded by a user called Code Purple. So I connected to my guides in that meditation. I saw purple. I felt this Prince connection and wondered if he was one of my guides. And then this message flashes up, a Prince song. It was called Make Believe. And the lyrics are all about making believe you're a star before you really are. Listen, I am still processing this, and I know how bonkers it seems. My heart is beating out of my chest right now. So to be sharing it on my podcast feels really vulnerable when I haven't had time to explore it properly. This is all only last week that we're talking about. I immediately called Leonora to tell her what happened, and she came over, and she set up her laptop at the empty desk I have right beside my own. Yes, my rental apartment in Madrid comes with two side-by-side -side desks. It's just bizarre. The other one always sits empty. It really, when she sat next to me, it felt like we were meant to be starting our books side-by-side -side together. Maybe you saw my Instagram and Facebook post last week. I posted this moment that we both started writing our books together. And all of your hearts and comments really lifted me higher later when I, when I saw all of those. So thank you. 
So Leonora and I both typed our hearts out for a couple of days, and during our breaks, we got further clarification about our books. It was total synergy. I was really sorry when she had to fly home at the end of last week. I was like, God, if she could work on her book next to mine the whole time, like we could crank this out. And then my other soul sister, Natalie, flew in from Dublin. She had to come in for a meeting, and I invited her to work on her TV series right next to me. So now we're talking about this week. (laughs) So... That magical creative desk next to mine has had my two soul sisters, um, you know, working next to me. But I am laughing because Natalie and I didn't actually get much writing done this week. But we had some very soulful conversations about our respective projects. And I gleaned, gained much more clarity on my book. And I loved hearing her creative processes with writing with her writing partner, Laura. I felt really, really, it's almost like I needed to have her next to me this week just to really, again, remind myself of how easy my book is going to be compared to writing a complicated TV series. Like, I mean, she says it's not complicated because she's just in flow with it. And she's encouraged me that I will just get into flow and and it will just happen for me as well. So yeah, um, that's where this story ends for now. You are officially a part of this book baby's gestation. Will it take nine months? (laughs) Will it be a smooth pregnancy? Let's hope so. I will keep you posted on developments along the way. Dear listener, relax your forehead. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and let it out with a sigh. Do you allow enough space in your life for creativity? Do you have a creative outlet? Is there something inside of you waiting to be birthed into the world? Does it get pushed to the back burner, either because of lack of time or because of fear? What might happen if you opened a notebook or a journal and allowed yourself to explore your ideas on paper with an open, curious mind, no expectations, simply an outlet for anything that wants to come through? Have you made a vision board or updated your vision board? What would you add to your vision board if you weren't afraid? Thanks for listening to the Project Me podcast. My book writing coach is Leslie Cole at lesliecole.com. You can find Shar Tamison, the intuitive healer and coach, at healthbyintuition.com. And I'll also put those links in the show notes. You can be added to my waiting list for soul plan sessions by emailing me hello at myprojectme.com. There is still nothing on my website, but I'm happy to send you information. My April Ibiza retreat sold out within 48 hours. I offered it first to the women who've done my high vibe journey and higher online programs, and they snapped up all the places. So get onto my newsletter list at myprojectme.com to hear about when I'm running my next online high vibe journey program, because I'm going to always offer first retreat spaces there and then to my Project We members. Project We is my beautiful online membership of women from all over the world who are working on our Project Me's together. New members are warmly welcomed. Come on over. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown.